to put this out on a podcast to kind of broadcast my uh, <laughs> early childhood is kind of strange, but um, when I was in third grade, I started having my menstrual cycle. That is a very, very young age to experience. <laughs> What's up, guys? This podcast episode is sponsored by Real Good Foods. Um, They have delicious products such as cauliflower pizza crust, chicken pizza crust, enchiladas, chicken poppers, and my very, very favorite, the breakfast sandwiches. These items are low-carb, high-fat, um and have a good amount of protein as well. They are super convenient, um, very easy to make, and just all around a great product. Um, If you are looking for convenience, these are for you. Our family loves them. We stay stocked up on them. My son is a huge lover of the cauliflower crust cheese pizza. Um, But if you want to find more about the Real Good Foods products, you can check your local grocery store. If you do not know where Real Good Food products are located, you can use the store finder on their website. The link is in the show notes. Um, You can also skip the grocery store um, and order directly offline if you'd like to with that link in the show notes as well. Um, And if you'd like, you can support me uh, and use code KCL15 to receive 15% off of your online order. So um, I hope you guys are, you know, gonna try the real good foods at some point. They are definitely worth every penny. What's up everybody? It's Keto Coach Lauren here. This is going to be an episode where it's literally just me kind of chatting with you guys about what's been going on with my body lately. Um, Some things that I've just been really pondering um, and, you know, just a couple things that I've been dealing with. I've shared a little bit on social media about some of my struggles, um, you know, at the beginning of this year, actually into last year. Um, starting in around September, I started a, um, what I had hoped to be a bodybuilding prep, um, and had the, you know, possibility of stepping on stage. But, um, with the stressors of life, the stressors on my body, um, just a ton of different things, that plan did not work out. Uh, and I put a lot of pressure on myself to try and make this happen. Um, and when I set out for this goal, I had it in mind that it was to push myself to the extreme limit of, uh, you know, competing in a bodybuilding show eventually, um, and to just kind of see how far I could push myself. And I'm a very, um, disciplined, competitive person, so this task was something that I was really excited about. I wanted the challenge. I wanted to push myself farther than I have ever pushed myself. And, um, you know, the first, I would say, 
12-ish weeks went really well. Um, I coached myself through those 12 weeks um, and saw progress and then uh, enlisted some help um, and it just kind of all fell through the cracks, I would say. Like everything just kind of um, went downhill after that and it's not due to the help that I enlisted um, but it is due to the environment that um, I was you know, in at the time, it was uh, the stressors of life, of business, um, so many different things I'm going to kind of dive into, but uh, that goal of stepping on stage by a certain date and being stage ready did not pan out for me. Um, and, you know, looking back, I would say that I, I was disappointed at the time, but having a couple months to kind of reflect and, you know, reevaluate what I really want um, and what I really want to achieve, how I want to achieve it, um, and what it's going to take to achieve it um, has really just given me a new perspective. So, you know, um, talking a little bit about my history, if you have uh, you know, watched any of my YouTube videos, if you've followed me on Instagram or, um, been here on my journey from the beginning, you would know that, um, I've been pretty much on a diet or dieting or trying to lose weight or body fat since, uh, my son was born, which was in September of 2015. So, um, I kind of just, you know, calorie counted and, um, and, and didn't really do anything super intense, uh, those first couple months between September and December of 2015 after he was born because I was still nursing. Um, you know, I was still trying to lose a little bit of weight, but I wasn't doing anything drastic. Um, at that point I was still not keto. Um, and if you know me, you know, I got up to 232 pounds at my heaviest weight. Um, that was walking out of the hospital coming home from having my son, and, uh, you know, after having my son, I think I lost about 20 to 25 pounds fairly quickly. I had a lot of water retention, um, and it, you know, that, that came off fairly quickly, but, um, January 2016, I, just like everyone else, when you set out, uh, to <laughs> set a New Year's goal, you, um, you know, you, you hit it hard and, and you commit and, um, and I did just that. And in the year of 2016 to 2017, I lost about 60 pounds. Um, but of course, like I said, if you followed me, you know that I did it very unhealthy. Um, I restricted my calories super low. I, uh, my binge eating disorder intensified, I overexercised, I did all of the cardio in the world, I, you know, did shakes and, um, Weight Watchers, and, and I constantly was jumping from diet to diet to thing to thing, trying to find the magic pill, and, um, it was, you know, not, uh, not without, you know, giving myself props to 
you know, what I had achieved. Um, I was proud of myself for losing about 60 pounds without, you know, finding keto prior to keto. But um, at the same time, when 2017 started to roll around and I had spent a year of my life losing weight um, and focused on the scale, it was just, and, and also, you know, that being said, struggling with my binge eating disorder, um, I really was ready for a life change. And so uh, 2017 came around, January 2017, actually, January 15th. Um, I decided, you know, after a couple weeks of researching keto, um, I was going to go keto and, uh, I was going to give it four weeks and within four weeks I had lost about 20 pounds. So all that being said, um, you know, running down the history of my weight loss, uh, lost a total of 103 pounds with, um, you know, any dieting tactics, but with keto, I lost about 43 pounds. Um, but keto for me has grown to be a lifestyle. It's grown to be, uh, way more than just a diet to lose weight. And so I say all of this to say that, um, if you look at my history, I have been dieting since, uh, essentially September, of 2015 when I had my son. Um, hitting it hard since January 2016. It is currently May of 2019. That is a long time to diet. Um, and what a lot of people don't know is that when you put your body through dieting or a calorie deficit or, you know, things like that for a long period of time, you ruin your metabolism. Um, the more research, the more educated I became over the last, you know, two and a half years since doing keto, um, I'm aware of this. I, I became aware of this. I coach my own clients on how to, you know, make sure that they don't take their metabolism through the floor, make sure that they, um, you know, keep things at a healthy level, and uh, make sure that we do it the right way. And so for me, I've not been in a dieting or calorie deficit this entire time. Um, had that been the case, then then I would not have made progress at all. So I have kind of cycled between, um, you know, calorie restricting, um, macro restricting, and then also, you know, doing some sort of bulking since weightlifting came into play um, and since I wanted to gain some muscle. So without, you know, eating, you can't gain muscle. But uh, that being said, I've never really been in a maintenance phase. Um, and so for me, you know, having this goal um after doing a little bit of a, a bulk, trying to gain a little bit of muscle, having this goal to cut down to an extreme level of, uh, of body fat, you know, being super low, I thought that was like, that was going to be the ultimate transformation for me. Uh, and I had no idea that my idea of transformation would redefine itself. Uh, the goal to have 
um, you know, to compete in a bodybuilding show uh, is still one that I want to achieve eventually, I think. Um, I'm not 100% certain, but I do feel as if I can achieve that goal, but in a healthier way. So, um, you know, when I set this goal, I didn't know that I would eventually not fail. I would not say that I failed. I just um, am pressing pause, but I didn't know that I would grow so much mentally and, and learn so much about myself and my body. So, uh, back to the whole dieting of, uh, of being on a diet for so long with hormones going into play and everything like that. Um, you know, if your metabolism shot and you are constantly restricting yourself and your body can't find a level of, um, homeostasis, you know, it, it will tend to stop being comfortable losing body weight. It will hold on to what it um, has currently. And then you'll start experiencing some, some negative things. So for me, this, the past, I would say since January, um, I took more of a carnivore approach um, with trying to lean out as much as possible. I did higher protein. I cut out all veggies, um, and it really kind of intensified some things that were going on with my body. Um, a little bit of backstory with me and hormones, not many people know this, and to put this out on a podcast to kind of broadcast my, uh, (laughs) early childhood is kind of strange, but, um... When I was in third grade, I started having my menstrual cycle. That is a very, very young age to experience that. And, um, you know, my parents took me to my gynecologist, um, which I did not have a gynecologist at the time because I was only in third grade. But my mother's gynecologist, uh, they did some hormone testing and found out that I was estrogen dominant, that I was producing the estrogen levels of a 16-year-old female. Um, at the age of, I think I was eight, eight or nine in third grade. Um, so they put me on a pill that I assume at the, at the time was, uh, to balance the estrogen and progesterone in my body. Um, so I have always been estrogen dominant. Now, uh, over the course of the next, you know, the years leading up to I started keto, I had no idea that, you know, eating certain foods, eating certain things uh, that are higher in estrogen um, could keep that imbalance uh, going. Even though I was taking birth control, even though I was taking progesterone pills, things like that, um, I've never once focused on hormones or healing my body naturally. I've always, always, always been on a hormone pill or supplement or, um, you know, some kind of birth control since the age of eight or nine, since third grade, which to me is terrifying, uh, to think that I have, you know, been, been on a, um, a supplement like that or, uh, you know, a medication for hormone balancing when, you know, if, if we as a society knew better, um, we would 
do it naturally. So, you know, my mom, she did the best she could. She tried to find the answers that she could, and I, you know, am thankful for that. But at the same time, it is crazy how we as a society just immediately dive to medication for the solution. That being said, um, you know, the first time that I came off of my birth control was when I decided I wanted to have a baby, which was at the age of 21. Um, So, Tyler and I made that decision. I came off birth control. I had been on birth control for a very long time um, and gave myself three months to kind of let it cycle out because that's what they they always say is you know you let it cycle out of your body by the third month you should start to ovulate again well I had no issues getting pregnant which they had told me a long time ago that I would have issues that's another story for another day um but God blessed us with the ability to uh get pregnant right away and you know we have a healthy happy baby boy um who is no longer a baby anymore (laughs) he is three and a half But after having my son, I immediately went on the progesterone-only pill um, so that I can, so that I could breastfeed. Um, And then I believe they incorporated a different pill once I stopped breastfeeding, and I was on birth control again, uh, yet again. And it wasn't until I started going um, leaning more towards a ketogenic diet that I started considering healing my body naturally. Um, and so I have essentially in the last two and a half years been on and off birth control, dealing with hormone issues, dealing with, you know, um, losing weight, uh, trying to find where my body is happy weight wise. And I've not really focused on healing my hormones until probably, uh, December of last year, 2018. Now, mind you, I'm also at that time still trying to cut down to an extremely low level of body fat. So for me, having that goal of healing my hormones coming off of birth control, but also trying to lean out as much as possible is very ignorant. Uh, I look back and I think how how stupid I was, to be honest. Um, There is no such thing as healing your hormones and being in an extreme calorie deficit. There is no such thing as healing your hormones and cutting out an entire food group, uh, such as, you know, vegetables and nuts and things like that. So, um, you know, the whole experience uh, taught me a lot about myself, about my body, and about where I really need to be at this moment in time with, you know, my goals. Um, do I want to still lose a little bit more body fat and get down to a little bit lower, um, or a little bit, you know, leaner physique and maintain that? I would love to. Um, but is that what is working for me right now? Not really. So, uh, since I discontinued my prep, um, which was in a little early April, actually March, it was mid-March. Since I discontinued that, I started focusing on 
just trying to regulate my body back to a normal calorie intake, trying to regulate my hormones. Um, I lost my cycle for a good almost six months uh, when I did that cut. And, you know, everyone has their own opinion on whether or not that's healthy, whether or not that's okay. And in my opinion, I think that, you know, for a short period of time, sure, that's fine. But uh, as, as someone who values the natural process of ovulation and um, having a period, and because it is a natural thing, it shouldn't be one of those things that, you know, you take a, a birth control pill just because your doctor wants you to put a Band-Aid on your symptoms. Um, I, I'm very much into loving learning how to, you know, um, control my hormones and my cycle and the symptoms that I experience with the food that I eat. So, you know, food is essentially medicine. Uh, Allie Miller, she is someone that I really look up to. Um, She wrote the anti-anxiety diet book. Um, She has a podcast as well called Naturally Nourished Podcast. She talks a lot about healing your hormones naturally and trying to you know, use food as medicine instead of just throwing, you know, medication or hormones, uh, synthetic hormones, you know, into the mix, um, using food, real food to heal your body. So when I stopped my prep, I brought my body back to a maintenance level of calories. I gained a little bit of weight with that. That is normal. I mean, my body was in an extreme deficit and, you know, it was not happy. It did not want to stay where it was. So I brought my body back to a maintenance level of eating. I reintroduced veggies, uh, nuts, things like that. Um, Probably had, you know, a little bit more of, you know, keto treats than I should have, but everything has leveled out to where it should be. I then started focusing on my hormones, healing them, trying to take supplements that, not a medication, but supplements that would aid in regulating my cycle, Um, eating the things that would help with my cycle as well. So, um, you know, I had a moment around that month five where I spotted, thought that I was starting my period again, and then it, it didn't happen. Um, so what I learned was after doing several, you know, weeks and hours and research and trying to figure out what was wrong, I, you know, was speaking to my mom and remembered that I was estrogen dominant for the longest time. And the fact that I came off of my birth control pill, that was, it was a combination pill, but it was mainly progesterone. Uh, to, to balance out the estrogen, I, is something clicked with me. Um, so, you know, not only did I start taking a couple supplements by Allie Miller's, uh, you know, line, the naturally nourished line, um, I also started eating a higher progesterone, uh, based diet. So still keto, obviously. Um, but I, was starting to incorporate carb ups, which is another episode that I want to kind of dive into. Um, 
and I say carb ups very loosely. Uh, I'm someone who cannot tolerate a ton of carbs very well. Um, and if I do the carb ups, I try to uh, incorporate them on a night, you know, before my um, a, a heavy lifting session the next day. But, you know, talking to Allie, um, listening to people like Leanne Vogel, doing my own research, trying to figure out, uh, you know, what I needed at that time. Um, and then focusing on eating foods that were higher in progesterone, like nuts, um, seeds, pumpkin seeds, um, walnuts, um, you know, leafy greens, several different foods I started incorporating and my carb count was way higher than it had been. I mean, I was eating carnivore, um, for four or five months and my carb count was like below five every day which is insane. Um, and I've always told myself and I've always told other people that my body responds better to a lower carb count. And honestly, I have learned so much in the last couple weeks that my body actually tolerates carbs very well. It just depends on the kind of carbs. So if it's coming from leafy greens, if it's coming from, you know, um, nuts and seeds and things that are benefiting my body in a good way, um, aiding in the healing of hormones, then then my body seems to tolerate it very well. My glucose stays stable. Ketones stay very um, good levels. So I started taking a couple supplements from Allie Miller, um, Calm and Clear, uh, Relax and Regulate, Adrenal Support, um, and Adaptogen Boost. And then I started really focusing on getting foods that were higher in progesterone. Within, I would say, two weeks of doing those things, I finally got my cycle back. And when I say I got my cycle back, it was full-blown. And I will leave out all the details because you don't need to hear all of that. But, um, you know, I remember being in Charleston, helping a friend move, and feeling like I was ovulating. And women who are listening, who have ovulated, who have had babies, you know what that feels like. You know, you got one side of your body, left or right, whichever ovary is, is releasing the egg. You have that pain. You kind of have that, like, discomfort and bloat and, um, you know, just it's, it's an awkward feeling. But I remember feeling that and telling Tyler, I, I think I'm ovulating. And my friend looks at me and she's like, uh, are you? what are you trying to do? And I'm like, no, <laughs> we're not trying to get pregnant. Um, but for me, that is, that was an exciting feeling and, and telling Tyler, like, I think what I'm doing might be paying off. Um, and then within about eight, eight or nine days later, uh, went to the gym, came home. I was feeling really bloated. And, um, then that day, I, you know, realized that my cycle was starting. I was experiencing all of the normal um, hormone issues, the bloating, the cramping, the uh, cravings, all of those things. And I honestly did not care. I was so thankful to finally have my cycle back after almost six months of not having it. Um, I'm very grateful for the ability to, to do that, to, you know, even though 
having a baby is not a goal um, at this time. I still think it's a very natural process. And if you are doing things that harm that process as a woman, um, you're also harming your body in other ways. So the whole purpose of this podcast uh, to share about, you know, learning my body, figuring out, um, you know, what, what works for me and also like just to kind of reflect for you guys to hear that, you know, I had that goal. Um, I didn't achieve that goal yet. Um, and I don't feel as if I've failed per se, but I feel like some things take priority and me giving up that goal in that moment, um, was more respectable than just, you know, continuing on, pushing through, pushing myself, being in a terrible space, headspace mentally. Um, I was literally, (laughs) you know, on the verge of binge eating. I was on the verge of, you know, so, so much mental breakdown. And I think that, with this whole experience, with not only, you know, realizing that I can still have a goal and be working towards it, but, you know, it's okay that it's going to take a little bit longer. It's okay that my body needs to heal. I think that, and then also really becoming in tune with my body, what I'm putting in it, um, you know, using keto to heal my body, heal my hormones, and using real food as well. Um, has been such an eye-opening experience. So the reason why I'm doing this podcast is because I've gotten so many questions about, you know, um, what I'm doing, what's been going on with my hormones, um, you know, my history, and I'm kind of hoping that this resonates or helps in some way or just kind of explains, like, what's been going on with me. Um, And maybe... You know, if you're having trouble with your hormones, um, this kind of helps you kind of realize that. And then maybe it'll give you the courage to say, you know, maybe I need to press the pause button on this whole trying to lose weight. Um, And I really need to start focusing on healing my body because the weight loss will come once my body is happy. Uh, And that is my hope is that we as a keto community can stop focusing on the diet, stop focusing on the weight loss, but rather look at keto as a way of eating that is going to heal your body from the inside out, heal your habits, um, and that the weight loss is just a, um, you know, a plus side of it. So hopefully, uh, if you made it this far, you found some value in this podcast. Um, I am excited to share about it and excited to share about, you know, how I kind of healed everything myself. And uh, I'll be giving you guys some updates. Um, Obviously, I had my first cycle and have healed my hormones to an extent. Um, Next up, my goal is to kind of learn how to manage my cycle symptoms with carving up, um, also with certain foods. So, you know, there are ways to minimize the bloating and the, um, the pain and, uh, the cravings and all of those things with food. 
um, and the supplements that I'm taking. So that that is all a part of the learning journey that I'm on right now. But uh, I want to bring you guys along for the ride for it. So if you're listening, um, I'll be doing a couple more podcasts on this topic in the near future um, as things kind of play out. But I'm, you know, super excited to bring you guys along and I hope you enjoyed this episode.